Have you ever had a dream you just had to pursue, but every time you took a step, your spouse was fearful or just not on board? Well, our guest today, Jessica Rodriguez, shares how she took her dream to start a business and turn it into reality, and how her marriage initially took a hit, and how she made a defiant decision to make her marriage a priority. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Welcome to episode 72 of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're your hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams. Yeah, each week we're bringing you interviews designed to inspire you to build more intimacy and connection in your marriage by having the conversations that matter. Yeah, we believe that when couples grow together, they grow together. So we talk with incredible experts about every important area of life from health and fitness to finances, parenting, sex, career, spiritual growth, and so much more. And sprinkled in, we get to connect with amazing couples who share their stories of overcoming ordinary to build a legendary marriage. Jessica Rodriguez is on the show today, and she is sharing how she navigated her husband's fear when she was starting her own business and how they've used this new business to actually bring them closer together. Do you remember when we made the decision to be entrepreneurs? Yes. Well, you kind of made the decision when you were like 13. (laughs) You've always had that entrepreneurial bone, even at 13. Yes, I've I've got an entrepreneurial bone for you. (laughs) It was a lawn care business. Don't get weird about it. Sorry, you set me up. I... You had a lawn care business when you were 13. I never had the thought that I would be an entrepreneur. Like those ideas, you know how people that just have that entrepreneurial spirit, they always have the ideas of the next new business. I never had that, but you converted me. Yes. Kind of like Tom and Ariana. Remember our guests a while ago and Uh friends from, from the screw. Um, same kind of a story. Tom's been the entrepreneur. Ariana was the, she calls herself the reluctant entrepreneur. I feel like I'm a reluctant entrepreneur, but you were always just gung ho from the very start. And I feel like I've really come around to it. I had to deal with the whole fear of security being ripped out from underneath you and all that kind of stuff. And today on the show, um, Jessica really shares how she was the gung ho entrepreneurial spirit and her husband was the one that was always pumping the brakes Mm -hmm. and how they learned to come together on this. So let's join in our conversation with Jessica Rodriguez. All right. So we are joined today on the podcast, Jessica Rodriguez. She is a business and visibility strategist and a podcast host. Um, We love our podcast hosts, always helping purpose-driven women increase their profits without increasing their work hours. Um, That sounds like some special kind of magic. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so Jessica, you and your hubby Joe, how long have y'all been married? It will be, uh, well, it's 11 years now. We're going on 12. So how did y'all meet? Oddly enough, we met on MySpace back when it was cool. Okay. Oh my we gosh, used, that's awesome. We used to tell people, oh, just through friends. But really, I had moved up here to Connecticut for college. We were both on MySpace. He lived in Connecticut at the time. And it was just this random friend, all the people around your area. 
And one day at our dorm, me and my roommate at the time were bored and we go, let's invite some of the MySpace people that are local. And not thinking how crazy that is at this point, by the way. That's hilarious. And he happened to be one of them. How many people showed up? It was just him and two of his friends that came. They're like, sure, why not? So we just all hung out for the night. And then from there, I started talking to him. I was like, I actually think I like the MySpace guy. Oh my gosh. And then forever after that, he's the MySpace guy. That's how Justin was the receipt tape guy. Oh boy. Here we go. Justin and I met at a Kroger grocery store and we were both cashiers and he wrote me a love note on a super long receipt tape. So he was always my friends. He was the receipt guy. You do what you can with what you have where you are, right? Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So how did you know that Joe was the one, like the forever guy? For me, it was, he challenged me in a way that I never experienced before. So we had very different upbringings. So by the time we started dating, I always say those first two years were a mess for us because I was all over the place where we would get in a fight, usually about nothing, and I would automatically want to run. So he would sit down and go, you know, we have to talk about this you know, we should communicate because I don't know what you're thinking. And I'm over here like, that's not how it works. <laughs> wow. Having I all like these this tangents. guy. <laughs> and he was so patient and so calm. And I'm like, what is going on? This is so weird. This is not how people fight. Like, this is not right. And but it feels good though. <laughs> yeah. And then each time we would sit down and have this conversation and then the argument was over. And he goes, you see, like, that's how we can do this. And it sounds so funny looking back, but at the time, I didn't know that you could even have that dynamic because marriage, a lot of times growing up for me, it either ended in divorce or people were just living unhappily together. So for me coming into this relationship, it was just like, it's okay to feel this way. And that's when I would say within our second year, I started realizing This is someone who brings out the best in me in a way I didn't even know. Like I didn't even know someone would come in and kind of like, quote unquote, tame the wildness that I had going on just mentally, you know, in my life. And when we started really getting down to the core of what was going on for me, our relationship, it just solidified it so much. I needed somebody who was willing to finally not just say, yeah, go ahead, just go cause an argument with yourself or whatever the case is. It was, no, let's really sit down and work through this together. Brilliant. I love that too, because so many times we we work with couples that will just kind of settle for, okay, well, I guess we can't talk about the money or we can't talk about family or whatever, because it always ends in a fight. So guess we just don't talk about it anymore. So the patience of just like sticking with it and saying, we're going to do it no matter what, let's just do it. And you mentioned like, yeah, the divorce rate in the U S is, you know, stats vary hovering around 50%. And the other Mm -hmm. 50%, how many of them are just kind of, you said just, man, we're just going to be married and unhappy. Yeah. Okay. Like, so I love that you took us that you and Joe both took a stand for that, for something better than that. Now, so you have like this big time business. And so when y'all met, were you an entrepreneur at the time? 
No. So then I was working actually four different jobs because after I got out of college, student debt, we both had a lot of student debt at that time. We were over $100,000 worth of debt. So I was working full-time at an ad agency and then I had a couple part-time jobs in order to help pay the bills. And we were both working and then I originally just started getting healthier in my life because I felt like work-wise things were a little crazy. The only pro in my life was I have a really good marriage. Maybe that's the only thing I get. Like maybe you only get one. Mm. You don't get to have both. So what I started doing was saying, well, let me work on my health. Maybe that's another win in an area I could have. And I was sharing that online because I didn't know anyone that was into a healthier lifestyle at that point. And what that actually turned into was my very first business where somebody approached me saying, you know, you can make an income with what you're doing right now. You're sharing a product you can make a commission from. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like People make money online. Like for real, I didn't even know. And when I went to go start that, Joe was against it because for him, it was one, you're already stressed out working so much. So he saw it as me coming in with, she's going to add another thing to her plate. She's going to break because she is already so stressed out with everything that she does and paying, you know, bills and things like that. So and he's like, that. is there still room for me on this plate? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's as it was, we barely got to spend time with each other because it was one job and then to the part-time job and this. So we already had that dynamic going on. And then I'm adding this other stressor in into it. And for me, I'm seeing it as what if this could be the thing that quote unquote saves it, you know, like saves everything. What if this is the thing? And he's seeing it from the perspective of, well, you're putting everything for this business on a credit card. We're already in debt. So financially, this isn't helping us. It's going to take more of your time, which you don't have that. And for the first six months of that business, because I was still trying to work out the whole let's communicate um, in a relationship. So what I did... Especially when you never see each other. How do you communicate so much when you barely see each other? Exactly. So I just took it as he's not being supportive of this. I'm going to have to prove him wrong. Like that was my whole take on it where he's over here until we actually communicated over on the other side. He's just saying, I'm worried about you, us, you know, financially, everything that's going on. This is something I've never experienced in my life. So I don't know what it is you're getting yourself into. It just sounds like some crazy mixed up idea. Yeah. He feels like a very steady place to me. I like Joe already. He feels like yeah, he's just like... Yeah, I was thinking like, the same thing. He, you know how sometimes you can be, get in the ocean and there's like mm-hmm. big waves and big waves and then there's like this still place. Joe feels like the still place to me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I always tell people, I'm like, I'm the high flyer. He's the grounder. We meet somewhere in the middle and it works for us. Yeah. So, so he was not happy about you taking on your new business. So you took it on anyway to prove him wrong, of course. Because that's what you do. Sure. Sure. That sounds familiar. (laughs) So how how did all that work out? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was about that six month point where I went, this isn't working because not only am I putting in this time and energy, but I'm feeling this disconnect, right? I want to be able to share this with you, but at the same time, I feel like you're against me. So I sat down and I let him know, look, I'm trying to build this business for this reason. I want to see if it can help us pay off debt, 
if I could leave my job with this, like look at who's doing these things. Yeah. (laughs) If I'm able to do this, then that would be incredible. And for him at that time, it was really, I don't know if like everything, all of your dreams and all that is quite possible because again, this is a whole different space for him and a huge risk on his perspective of this. He was not an entrepreneur. No, no. Mm -mm. Well, it just makes me think in general, like there's a, there's a place where in, in in different seasons uh, where one of, one of the people in a marriage sees the vision for something. Like we went through nine years of infertility and Danielle was the vision holder for that. And like I would drive it. Starting the this podcast, it was it was me with yeah. the vision. And it just there's this this ability to work through and, and to the place of trusting, okay, well, you've got the vision. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna like, follow it. How did you how did you how did Joe get there? How did how did the two of you get there? I think the biggest thing was that he made that decision. It's the, I believe in you. So even if I don't quite know how all this is going to work out, if this is making you happy right now, I I mean, our spouses want to see us happy, right? So if this is making you happy and, you know, I believe that whatever you commit to, you find a way to make it work. So it's okay. And that's where I started to learn where a lot of couples go off here is they never sit down and have the conversation of why does this mean so much to you? What is the actual possibility for this? Where I was surrounded by people who were leaving their jobs, who were creating these amazing businesses where he wasn't surrounded by that. So I was expecting him to have this same kind of excitement and energy that I was when he wasn't around the same type of influence that I had at that time. So that made it that it wasn't about him. It was about me explaining to him and saying, here's what I really think. If I completely fail at this, it's okay. Like I'm okay with failing at this, but if I do really well, what if this changes our lives? Like, let's just try that. So it really was more of the belief in me than the business at first and having that conversation. And then as it started to build and he saw that it was financially bringing in money, you know, that it was showing this return. And I started to share all of the wins along the way, even if I knew he didn't want to know all the ins and outs of it, but just saying, Hey, this is what's happening. Just so you're kind of in the know. Yeah, exactly. And I would start to leave each job and everyone, because I started with my part-time jobs, each one, he would get nervous. What if the money doesn't come in? I'm like, this is why we're going to do it slowly. We're going to take one off at a time and start to see that, okay, the money's still raising from this business, right? It's still at least matching and then focused on raising. So if we can do that, it's okay. So I had to take those baby steps. Um, I will say something I still regret, but it's the truth about my story. When it was my full-time job, that was the last one to leave. He did not want me to leave that one because that was the safety net. And I was the breadwinner too. So it's like, this is our insurance. Like there's a lot of things that were going through that job. And what happened was I sat down that day and I was miserable at my job. I pulled up my bank account, looked at the last few months, started adding up the numbers, like we can make it work. And I resigned and I told him on the way home. So that's... Wow. <laughs> so you did it wow. and, and asked for forgiveness later. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, what was the reaction? He did not. That's the time he didn't want to talk. <laughs> <When he got laughs> home, it was like, 
because he'd say something he'd probably regret in that moment. He's like, I need to digest this first. And really his biggest thing was, I just wanted you to talk to me about it. You know, like I wanted us to have the conversation and I go, I know you would not never have agreed. (laughs) Like you would have definitely not have like, this was the last straw of all the jobs, right? Like this was the biggest one. So I wound up leaving and, and we were building. So for me, I took it as, okay, this is my opportunity. I can't say I don't have enough time or hours in my day. Like I have the whole day. So I filled it with work. Like I worked easily 16 hours a day because I just figured like, I have to prove like, this was a good decision. This was a good decision. You know, we made this work. And in the process, what started happening is I was losing the vision of what we actually got into it for. Right. Wow. What a great observation. Yeah. You went into it wanting more freedom. And in fact, you were, you know, less free and no time for each other. And when did you notice, like what happened when you guys were like, "Eh -eh, this ain't going to (laughs) work. So my biggest, and I still have this photo. And at the time I thought it was a good thing until it like hit me when I resaw it in my phone was that I was pulling an all nighter. Cause that's what I used to do. Cause you do what you have to do to succeed. And that night he had come over and he goes, well, then I'm just going to lay here on the couch and go to sleep. Cause then at least we're together. So he was going to sleep cause we have like an L shaped couch. So he went to sit there. I took a photo. And then when I relooked at it, I was like, this is really sad. Like the fact that I'm not coming to bed. So instead he's going to sleep on the couch. So at least he's next to me, which makes me feel like the worst wife in the world because are you kidding me? Like everything that I want is right here and I'm sitting here on my laptop and, you know, like doing these things. And that became such a huge turning point for me where I realized I don't have what I actually want. We can't take off and go on vacation. We can't go on a hike in the middle of the day because I got to do something, right? I have to do whatever it is that I was filling my time with. And when he got up, I let him know, like, this is done. This is officially my last all-nighter. I need to find balance. We need to have date nights. Like I just started realizing how much of our marriage that we were like we were happy but we weren't we weren't together, you know, because I was just so wrapped up in that. So I felt like here he was supporting me because if this makes her happy, I'm going to do it, but at the same time as a couple what were we doing? Were we just on separate paths and not even realizing this because of my business, because of the thing I built for us to have more freedom? Like, what is this all about? And that's where I started making a huge shift in my business of, I needed to create more offers that had nothing to do with me. I needed to work on my mindset of why I needed to work so much for myself, because that was another thing of where I was getting my my validation from. So getting all that external validation. And I just started talking about it with him as I was going through this process and just saying, you know, this is what I'm working on. I'm trying. Can we schedule a date night? He's like, yeah, I'd love to. Let's do it. And it started becoming, okay, here's our non-negotiable date nights. Let's start implementing these things. And it's funny because that was in August of 2015. 15, I believe. Um, and within that 
six month period, he wound up leaving his job as well. So it was just like, wait a minute, what just happened here? (laughs) Because he felt so confident in the new vision and the new company and everything. Yes. And this was like a part of it where I started getting different business ideas and it's, you know what, people are asking for me to do this. I don't have the time for it, nor can I do this, you know, at this capacity and still kind of honor what we have. And then it was, I could teach you to do it. I bet you could come in and do these tasks, like these certain things of the business. What do you think? And he gave us two weeks notice. I didn't even believe he did it. I'm like, are you sure? Are you okay? Like I was texting him that day and he's like, I gave my notice. I'm like, how do you feel? Like, this is big for you. <laughs> I feel like this is a very big boy step right now. Like, are you sure you're okay? He's like, no, I've seen it work. Like I've seen the ups, the downs, you know, like this is just part of the journey and I want to have freedom too. And it was just, I think such an amazing moment. I think like, I don't want to skim past, like, this is so important, but I don't want to skim past the point that you made a minute ago. And it's, it's essentially how easily we trade what really matters for what we think matters. Mm-hmm. You know, the 16, 18 hour days when what we want is right there. I love the way you put that and how, you know, it's, it's, there's different versions of that story that I hear all the time with clients, people that I work with, people that, that, that Danielle and I work with the notion that they've got to work the fingers to the bone, so to speak. They've got to forsake everything in order to provide and fulfill the dream. And it's, it's amazing to me. What I heard in your version of the story was when I started placing boundaries and started drawing some real lines in the sand, things started to shift both in the relationship and the business. We'll get back to our conversation with Jessica Rodriguez in just a moment. But first, we wanted to talk to you about community. Community is so essential to our marriages. Not only community with other couples, but men with their men folk and women with their women folk. Um, And couples really come together. Why? To support, encourage, and call one another forth. We just learn so much from each other. So join our community on Facebook where we're always talking about the topics from the podcast and so much more. So join our tribe of couples who refuse to settle for an ordinary marriage. You can find us at legendarymarriage.com slash community. And now back to the second half of our conversation with Jessica Rodriguez. One thing I definitely want to uh, share is the fact that when I started setting those boundaries, it was painfully hard for me and I backslid a bunch of times. So again, if we're like 2015, 2016 ish me, it's okay. Like we're working on these boundaries. We have it. And then all of a sudden I would backslide. And this is why who you're surrounded with and being honest, where my husband would come up, grab the laptop, just close it down and go, you're done. Like (laughs) that sign works for me. You know, it's like, okay, you're right. I am done. Like, I don't need anything else. So it was able to kind of have that catch all and people around me that were saying, Hey, you know, you're starting to work a lot again. Oh, 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 you're right. You're right. Like, what do I need to get off my plate? Let me be really honest about this and not seeing it as, okay, this marriage is something that he needs to do this and he needs to do that. If he 
made more money, if he, you know, worked more hours than I could work less, if he did this, it was, and I don't know where I even learned it from, but I'm thankful I did. It was a, how can I change in me? Like, how can I start to go on this journey? So every time I was backsliding or whatever the case is getting to where I was today, it was still making sure that at the end of the day, it was on me to make a change and or get the help or support that I needed. So I got therapy and coaching and different things like that in order just to improve myself and what I was going through so that I could be a better wife. Awesome. I love that because like, if you're just bringing your dregs to the marriage, it's like, Oh, you can have my scraps the last little bit. And it's like, well, then our marriage is going to be scraps if I'm scraps. Mm -hmm. And then you're just going to be like, eh, what's she doing? I might as well do the same thing. But the truth is now y'all are both in it together. So how is it working side by side as partners in the business? Yes. So the first two months were kind of brutal. (laughs) And that's because I was so used to my own way of working And I also kind of expected him to read my mind. Like, I've been talking to you about business for years. Like, you don't just know how to do this. (laughs) So it was definitely, it took He's like, I was sleeping on the couch. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I have no idea what you're talking, like what you were clicking on. Okay. And I'm here telling him, we're going to run these campaigns and Facebook and and this and you can just do it. It's easy to learn. I learned it. And he's like, that's not how this works. Cause you're years later, which I'm like really glad we were able, again, this like comes back to that communication of him being able to say, Hey, can you slow down a bit? Because I don't know what you're talking about or, you know, do a video training or something for me, like essentially treat me not like your husband. So if somebody else was coming onto your team, what would you do? Like, oh, we would have a whole like SOP, so standard operating procedures, and I would record all this stuff. And he goes, so can you do that for me? You know, like do the same thing. And that's where I started to see, okay, like I'm learning, learning the same way that in business, it's different. So we can separate the two. So those first few months, I was learning how to adjust to that. And so was he of, okay, we're both in the same house now during the day. And you would think that's easy, right? Well, not necessarily because I'm so used to like going downstairs and quiet and making my food. It's like, oh, what's going on? Or these conversations and you're like, oh, wait, I'm not used to somebody else being here. Or can you run outside and grab this? I'm working. <laughs> Those yeah. type of things. You know, I, I know for us... Yeah, uh, yeah, we do that we, too. We do the same thing. And, and now I'm off. I'm off at the office most days working working a great job that I love but when when we're working together there's this delineation that's transparent right it's not hard and fast like when we're working together versus when we're not and i think it's so challenging to separate the emotional piece of it cuz like if we get into a work conflict it's different than a parenting conflict or or some other thing in in our in our marriage and i'm curious if you and joe have navigated that and and like what that looks like for you yeah it's definitely keeping those and it's back to boundaries right so if something goes on in the business like oh this wasn't done it's saying it first with respect um back and forth just like i would with anyone else and then at the same time, once that conversation's over, 
okay, it's done, right? Like on to the next thing um, that we're doing because otherwise it's very easy for everything to kind of like spill into each other. And I just don't want to take those things with us as we continue to move about our regular life. So we kind of have our set work hours. That's when we're doing each of our tasks, getting those things done. And then after that, it's done. Just like nine to five life, five o'clock, you go home, same idea. Brilliant. I love that. No, you, in your business, you specifically say you want to give people the freedom to have an outside life and decrease their working hours. So what do y'all do in your off hours with this freedom vision that you've attained? Yeah. So right now we're in the winter months here. So our free time has been like a lot of Netflixing. (laughs) It's like the least fun period for us only because it's so cold and we're outdoor people. So for us, it is a lot of hiking. Uh, We both like to run. It is just kind of experiencing the outdoors. So I love the ability of one o'clock, hey, let's go on a hike for a couple hours and just kind of go out there, have some lunch, come on back and just take that break. So between that and we also have a goal right now, we are trying to hit every uh, baseball stadium So we've been planning trips accordingly and we do a couple um, each year and just start knocking those off. So just to be able to have goals like that, that, yeah, these are just marriage goals. These are just fun things we want to do and experience life in our own surrounding here. And we have the ability to do that and a business that will still run with us being able to do that. I love that. Justin and I actually, we love to hike too. We have trails like that are literally, you know, steps from our Mm -hmm. neighborhood, which is super weird, but you can be in the wilderness in like a matter of steps. Same here. (laughs) But um, we love to do it for business conversations too. Like we Mm -hmm. find that if we're like really stuck in like a certain place, we're like, ah, I just can't even get my head around this. Like, okay, let's just hit the trail And then like, it seems like the world opens up and you're like, oh, my brain can work again. You know, I think there's a miracle. I think there's something uh, like symbolic about like you're walking shoulder to shoulder and you're Mm -hmm. like looking at the same direction and everything. It's like the conversation changes and like solutions are found and intimacy is built and all of that. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so here's here's my thought. What... Uh, words of advice would you have for couples that, you know, they want that legendary marriage, but they are, you know, overcome with work, whether they're their own entrepreneurs or it's a nine to five that's totally bleeding and sucking them dry. Um, What words would you have for them? Because you've been there, done that. I would definitely say to ask for what you need. And this is something I'm still even, you know, always working on for myself is that a lot of times we just assume they know us so well, you should already know that I need more comfort right now or whatever the case is. And for me, a lot of times I've realized that it's just to be heard. So I don't need you to solve this problem because he'll naturally want to try to help and solve it. So for me, it is being able to just say, here's what I'm going through right now. Here's the mean things I'm saying in my head or whatever the case is. I just need to get it out. I don't really need a solution. I just need someone there for me. Or, I mean, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the love languages. So even for us, 
we had to talk about like, what is your love language? Like, let's actually figure that out. And then now we've realized that mine was words of affirmation. And he's like, well, now that I know that I can do that more because my love language isn't the same. So I didn't know that like, that's what you look for. And again, it was, sometimes it is just tell me I'm pretty. Like yeah. Maybe I just need that today. Right. Like yeah. whatever the case is, but sometimes we that'll never be wrong. Ask. That'll never be no. wrong for you to say that. <laughs> Even if I'm just waking up, right? Like, nope, you're gorgeous with Beautiful. that top bun. <laughs> okay. So I love, you know what you've hit on this a couple of times throughout the, our conversation. And that is, especially when you were onboarding your husband into your business. And that is, you have this feeling in marriage, you know, you're supposed to become one and that they should like intimately know you and know your mind and know everything about you. But then when you have to like, like learn about them and explain yourself to them at first, you're like, why do I even have to do that? Like, I feel like you should know that. Didn't about we me. do this once? <laughs> Didn't I tell you my love language was that? Weren't you paying like, attention when we ago? were dating? Um, but then just to bring it around and like continually learn about each other. I love that piece of it. Okay. So Jessica, what are you up to in your business? So obviously you and Joe are rocking it. So for our listeners that want to connect with you, um, how do we find about how you're, what you're doing and get to be a part of it? So I am hanging out over at the daydreamachiever.com and really a lot of the work I do focuses around how can we scale your business in a way that gives you the life that you really want. So not having you where a lot of people get online and they start finding that they are locked into client work and one-on-one and things like that. And then they don't have the freedom that they want. So for me, being able to show people, this is different ways that you can monetize your business and take yourself out of it. So that continuous challenge of less time, less time, less time, because it's going to feel very uncomfortable to do that. Um, And of course, I've been through it and really start to see, yes, I can increase the amount of money I'm making and be happy. Yes, I can actually have more than just one good thing in my life. I can have a healthy marriage and a healthy bank account and a healthy lifestyle, you know, and mix these things together. Not saying everything is perfect, but that you're really getting to where your best is in life. So uh, the daydreamachiever.com. I also, anyone who wants to snag a free download, I have three ways to scale your income beyond one-on-one work, which can be found at the daydreamachiever.com forward slash scale up. Okay. And we'll include all those links in the show notes for sure. Jessica, thanks for being on the show with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Man, that is a great conversation just about the idea of taking risks together and getting on the same page and trusting each other and just what happens when you see life as an adventure. And how one person would drive it and go after it Mm -hmm. and the other person comes to support. Um, Like Jessica was sharing about how, you know, she did some things um, because she was holding that dream. She was holding the vision. And I love how her, her whole deal was around. She wanted more freedom for them. Yes. And she had that stark moment. She realized, oh no, it's really chains. It's really like this bondage that we're in all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. What happened to the dream? Where'd it go? Yeah. 
I, I think when when the means become the end, mm. that's what happens. Like we get lost in the in the hustle of something, and it's a, a hustle is important. Like and we it's talk kind about of an this all the time. Rush too. Sure, and we talk about this all all the time about how couples need to have a hustle, something that you're doing beyond surviving your marriage, surviving life, keeping the kids alive, keeping the lights on. You need something connection to a church or a community, a political activity, something that's about something bigger. A hustle is a good thing. It keeps yeah. you focused. And like when we don't have one, we turn on each other. We turn on each other. We create <laughs> drama. It's sure. crazy. It's crazy. So I, I just, I love the conversation around pursuing dreams together. So that's the challenge this week is sit down with your spouse and just have a conversation. Talk about one question. And it's this, what are you dreaming about right now? What's the big giant thing that you want to go after? No holds barred. I mean, you know, take the filter off of this one. It could be, you know, I want to go to the moon or something. What are you dreaming about? All right. So next week on the show, we're going to have Terry Sneed, an expert in emotional and relational needs. And she'll share about the desire we all have to get our needs met and how we can meet our spouse's needs in the process. So let's listen in to a little bit of our conversation with Terry Sneed. If you're not super comfortable receiving approval, it's hard for it to be top of mind to give it. Sure. Right. And that's hard. That's hard. I don't really need a lot of appreciation and my husband does. And so it's, it's seriously hard for me to remember. I actually pray <laughs> when I come home, uh, especially from a trip, I actually pray and ask God to help me notice the things he's done Mm. so that I can be more mindful of appreciating him because I literally will not even notice. It is so yeah. not a need that's on the radar for me. Yeah, we met Terry Sneed a long, long time ago when we were super new to this whole marriage enrichment game. And yes. she gave us some of those really important tools to use with our couples. And the relational needs assessment is one of those really big things that was a total eye opener for us and a lot of the couples that we worked with. So you're not going to want to miss that episode. So tune in next week for more with Terry Sneed. All right. You can find this episode and the show notes over at legendarymarriage.com slash zero seven two. And finally, we want to help more couples have the conversations that matter. So if you love the show, then just let us know. Jump over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review the show so we know how we're doing and other couples can find us. Have a great week. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're thrilled to have you with us on the adventure. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.